Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Kings chapter 9, and if I were to give this one a title, it would be Things Take Time. Matter of fact, things take longer than we usually think they do. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you are leaving us a five-star review on the podcast. And I have gotten into a habit the past few days of reading something over and over again that we're getting from the two. I'm not going to do that every day, but I wanted to kind of help you understand that every time you leave us a comment, every time you leave us a five-star review, we do read them and very thankful. And we've had a few of you that have been asking about the the merch, the t-shirts, the different things, and we would like to hear from some more of you. We have enough people that are saying they're interested, then we will start trying to get some t-shirts together and all of that. So make sure you comment on the video, you go to the Bible Breakdown discussion where they're doing an amazing job doing devotions every day, and you let us know how you're engaging with God's Word, and also let us know if you would like to have some merch, and if we have enough people... We'll do it, okay? All right. Well, if you want to get your Bibles out to 1 Kings chapter 9, remember what's been going on. David turned the reins over to Solomon, and Solomon starts this building campaign. And he spends seven years building the temple. It was an amazing feat. It was awesome. He spends 14 years building his house. There was probably some overlap there, but not completely. And most of it's just kind of getting it all done. And all that time, other things are happening as well. And then they have this wonderful dedication ceremony where where he prays this awesome prayer to God. The glory of the Lord comes. And now we have what happens next. And it's amazing to think that because, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I love watching movies. And it's amazing to think how long things take that we don't always realize. Like in, in movies, over the course of two hours, they go from everything's fine to then the universe is about to be destroyed to everything's fine. Like in two hours, all that happens. What we don't always realize is life doesn't really happen that way. Life takes a lifetime. It takes a long time. Therefore, sometimes we can get really impatient or really discouraged or just weary when things take a while. But what we're going to see here in this chapter is the other side of this long project. And you kind of get this idea as Solomon is kind of finishing up and wrapping up this, this building campaign that he's been on, that a lot has happened along the way. And it's a wonderful reminder to all of us that it takes a lifetime to build a lifetime. We're going to read this and we're going to see, and I wonder as we reflect on this, do we sometimes struggle with impatience in the process? Do we struggle sometimes to wonder if we're ever going to get there? Well, Solomon would be one of the first people to tell us, you will get there. But it's going to take a little longer than we probably realize. So if you're ready, let's jump in. 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 1 says this. So Solomon finished building the temple of the Lord as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he had planned to do. And then the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had done before at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your petition. I have set this temple apart to be holy, this place you have built where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. As for you, 
If you will follow me with integrity and godliness, as your father David did, obeying all my commands, decrees, and regulations, then I will establish the throne of your dynasty over Israel forever. For I made this promise to your father David. One of your descendants will always sit on the throne of Israel. But if you or your descendants abandon me and disobey the commands and decrees that I have given you, and if you serve and worship other gods, then I will uproot Israel from the land that I have given them, and I will reject this temple that I have made holy to honor my name. I will make Israel an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations. And though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by will be appalled and will gasp in horror. They will ask, why did the Lord do such terrible things to the land and to this temple? But then they will answer, because his people abandoned the Lord their God, who brought their ancestors out of Egypt, and they worshiped other gods instead of bowed down before them, and bowed down before them. That is why the Lord has brought all these disasters upon them. It took Solomon 20 years. You hear that? 20 years. That's half of his reign. 20 years to build the Lord's temple and his own royal palace. At the end of that time, he gave 20 towns in the land of Galilee to King Hiram of Tyre. Hiram had previously provided all the cedar and cypress timbers and gold that Solomon had requested. But when Hiram came from Tyre to see the town Solomon had given him, he was not at all pleased with him. What kind of towns are these, my brother? And so Hiram called the area Kabul, Kabul which means worthless, as it is still known today. Nevertheless, Hiram paid Solomon 9,000 pounds of gold. This is the account of the forced labor that King Solomon conscripted to build the Lord's temple, the royal palace, the supporting terraces, the wall of Jerusalem, and the cities of Hazor, Megiddo, and Gazir. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, had attacked and captured Gazir, killing the Canaanite population and burning it down. He gave the city to his daughter as a wedding gift when he married Solomon. So Solomon rebuilt the city of Gezer. He also built up the towns of Lower Beth Haran, Balath, and Tamar in the wilderness within his land. He built towns uh, as supply centers and constructed towns where his chariots and horses could be stationed. He built everything he desired in Jerusalem and Lebanon and throughout his entire realm. There were still some people living in the land that were not Israelites, including Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Havites, and Jebusites. These were descendants of the nations whom the people of Israel did not completely destroy. So Solomon conscripted, conscripted these as slaves, and they served as forced laborers to this day. But Solomon did not conscript any of the Israelites for forced labor. Instead, he assigned them to serve as fighting men government officials, officers, and captains in his army, commanders of his chariots and charioteers. Solomon also appointed 550 of them to supervise the people working on his various projects. Solomon moved his wife, Pharaoh's daughter, from the city of David to the new palace he had built for her, and then he constructed the supporting terraces. Three times each year, Solomon presented burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar that he had built for the Lord. He also burned incense to the Lord, and he finished the work of the building of the temple, and King Solomon also built a fleet of ships at Hezron Gebir, a port near Elath, and the land in the land of Edom along the shore of the Red Sea. 
Hiram sent experienced crews of sailors to sail the ships with Solomon's men. They sailed to Ophir and brought back to Solomon some 16 tons, tons of gold. So we kind of see that after everything is over, the world kept moving. Everything kept moving. And that's one of the things I think that as we read this, we can really take away is first of all, it took 20 years to have that amazing moment of dedicating the temple and dedicating things and just celebrating all that had been done. And we need to remember that it takes a lifetime to build a lifetime. And also to remember that even after these amazing moments, life keeps going. And so I want to ask you this question. What big idea are you reaching for? Maybe you're reaching for the idea of you want to raise your kids to be godly men and women one day. Maybe you want to have a healthy, thriving marriage. Maybe you're trying to grow a business or you're trying to get to a certain financial place of financial independence. There's a thousand things that you could feel like that God has put in your heart to reach after. And sometimes it feels like it's just another day away. Sometimes it feels like it's a lifetime away. Well, here's the thing. It takes a lifetime to build a lifetime. But if God's truly given you that dream and you're faithful to that dream, it will happen. But here's the last thing is to make sure that you always remember who's first. Make sure you remember who gave you that dream to begin with. Because I see this chapter as a little bit of a victory lap where Solomon is done. So he starts to live his life. And he's starting to, you know, he's finished building his house. And so he moves his wife into that house and he's finished his dealings with Hiram. And Hiram didn't really appreciate the towns. <laughs> you know, he's like, Ugh, yeah, thanks for nothing, my friend, you know, but, but he still did. And he's got all these things going on and he just, he just starts moving on. But as we're going to see in the chapters ahead, after this, it seems as though Solomon starts to kind of not have, a little, not have as much direction. There's, there's some things. And if the wisest man to ever live other than Jesus starts to struggle after the dreams come to pass, then I think we should be very careful too to make sure we remember and realize that it takes a lifetime to build a lifetime. And so we take one step at a time and to make sure our ultimate goal is not just to complete the temple. Our ultimate goal is to continue to grow in our relationship with God because that will never end. That has got an endless amount of excitement and joy and adventure. Because here's the thing. One day, God willing, our kids will grow up and they'll move on. One day, we'll want to retire. So the job's not going to matter anymore. And if your identity is attached to your children, if your identity is attached to your job, if your identity is attached to any of those things, well, what happens when those things, those seasons change? You're going to be devastated. But instead, you realize that building that legacy is going to take a lifetime, but then make sure that legacy doesn't have an end point in the moment, but that it's something about, it's about something that's so much deeper. Something to think about as we go through our day today. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you that you're with us and you're for us. I pray today, Lord, that you'll give us a constant idea and a satisfaction and a contentment to know that we're on the right path, we're going the right way, but then to give us, Lord, I hate to use the word patience, but patience to realize it's okay that it's taking a long time. It takes a lifetime to build a lifetime. But then also, help us to remember that our ultimate goal is not to build a temple. It's not just to raise kids. It's not just to do the thing. Our goal is to continue to grow in you because that adventure 
never ends. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, don't forget our theme verse for this entire book is 1 Kings chapter 18, where Elijah is challenging the nation. And he says this, how much longer will you waver, hobbling between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. Right now, we see that it's easy to follow God because they just built the temple and everything looks good. Well, what happens when things go sideways? We're going to see that, but we always want to remember the answer is always to follow God. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 1 Kings chapter 10.